0: Answering Mormon's Questions by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson deals with 36 commonly asked questions by your LDS friends and neighbors. It's a great resource for Christians who want to share their faith with friends and loved ones. Be sure to pick up your copy today at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism
1: Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. I think probably one of the most often complaints that we receive isn't so much about what we are doing or not doing. One of those complaints often involves a Christian telling us that when they were talking to their Mormon friend, their Mormon friend tended to deny a lot of what we would call the basic doctrines of the Mormon faith. One of those things that we hear most often is that Mormons are very reluctant to admit that they believe they can become gods. Now, they will often admit We believe that we can become like God, but then I think we should ask, what does that even mean, you can become like God? God.
2: And the complaint is that we're creating a straw man that we are just taking what they call cherry picking quotes and we're making something out of nothing. And I've had Mormons tell me that if I believe the way that you're teaching, I wouldn't believe this church. I would I would leave the church in a second. And you and I are very careful about not cherry picking, about trying to take the main ideas and laying out quotes from current leaders, from church manuals, in their own words that you produced, is a is a book that has a chock full of quotes that is uh, completely LDS teaching. And we're trying to say, this is what the religion teaches. Don't complain to us, go complain to the leadership. And yes, it's true, a person could become a postmodern Mormon, and he could cherry pick whatever he wants to make whatever religion he wants. But then don't call that Mormonism according to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints based in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: That's the point. We are trying to convey to you, our listeners, what Mormon leaders have actually said on given topics. As we've said before, this is viewpoint on Mormonism, not viewpoint on your Mormon neighbor. Because we are fully aware of the fact that the average member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints may not believe what the leaders have taught, for whatever reason. I don't know what that could be. I would have to take it on a case-by-case basis. But we have run into many Latter-day Saints who tend to deny some of the things that their leaders have taught, but in doing so, they give the impression that these things are never taught in the Mormon Church, Mm -hmm. and that's not really accurate. But when it comes to this subject of becoming gods, I think this is one area that Mormons are really sensitive. And when a Christian comes up and says, well, do you believe that you can become a god? The Mormon has these set talking points all ready to go and how they might deflect that accusation. And so when they say, well, we believe that we could become like God, I think that needs an explanation. What do you mean by that? Because, and this is why, folks, If they are trying to imply that they will become a lesser God than the God they are now worshiping, then we have to assume that the God they are worshiping is a lesser God than the God he worshiped when he was once a man. Mm -hmm. Because remember, Joseph Smith taught, we have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. I will refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see. And then he proceeds to talk about how God was once a mortal human being like us. And we assume from the context of that message that this God when he was a human was serving or worshipping a God that preceded him as a God. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to say you're merely going to be like him as a lesser being, then we can only assume that with every generation of gods that Mormonism has, and of course they don't know who they are, but we would have to assume that they are less in power with every succeeding generation. Now that sounds very problematic to me, and I would assume that it would probably sound very problematic to most Mormons. Unfortunately, most Mormons, I hate to say it, don't usually think that deeply on this subject. They take what they're told, and that's as far as they go with it. Well, I don't think we need to stop there. I think we need to carry this to its logical, or in this case, illogical conclusion. When we do, we find problems. However, what we're going to do for the next few broadcasts is we're going to find out, well, what is it that Mormons teach other Mormons? in a classroom setting.
2: Oh, a classroom setting. What would be a good school that we could go to that we might be able to learn more about this?
1: How about Brigham Young
2: University? The Lord's University.
1: As we have been told, well, we have Brigham Young University that's right here in the Provo area, but we also have another one that's in Idaho. It's in Rexburg, Idaho. It used to be called Rick's College, but it is now BYU-Idaho. There's a professor there by the name of Bruce Satterfield. And as you have checked out, Bruce Satterfield is a very well-respected professor at BYU-Idaho. He ranks very highly from students who have had his classes. So what? tell us a little bit about this.
2: Well, let me just tell you a little bit about Bruce Satterfield. There's a website called ratemyprofessors.com. If you go to college, you'll want to find out if there are multiple teachers of a particular class, which professors are the good ones and which are not so good, because the professor makes a class work or not work. And so uh, I looked up Bruce Satterfield. He is an A-plus professor. So this will be a good professor for us to go to as a religion professor to find out more. In fact, I'm looking through the Rate My Professors website, and there is one person who didn't really care for him too much, but for the most part, they really like him. For instance, in this class called, it's Religion 235. It's
1: Building an Eternal Marriage. That's and, the name of the class. And
2: the number of it's 235. And here, uh, for this class, a student wrote this, Brother Satterfield. And they always use the word brother in front, I noticed here, and, uh, because they're at BYU, so they, they are under that standard. Brother Satterfield is an excellent teacher. He knows a lot, and it shows in his teaching. His classes are very interesting and entertaining. The workload is just right for a two-credit class. His online syllabus helps you keep everything organized. So here we have some information. It's a two-credit class, which means two hours a week. You will be going to class. He's very strict, as we've looked at his syllabus. You can't oh, miss yeah. more no, than... No cell phones, no. no it's all in capitals, too. <laughs> it's, you in and you can get in a lot of trouble with that. Even in um, and, and the class dealing with marriage, you would think maybe you would want them to be able to text somebody on the other side of the room, but that's not allowed, and you can't miss more than six classes. So he's a little strict there. This is not a regular college class where you just show up for the finals or the midterms and he has an online syllabus. Well, I happened to find this online syllabus and his information randomly. I was doing some other research, and that's how I first ran across Brother Satterfield. And so this class, I think we can learn a little bit from, and and getting it straight from a BYU professor's mouth.
1: So what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to audit Mr. Satterfield's uh, course, and we're going to see what is it that he is teaching his students. Because if he is in fact teaching his students that they can become gods then why is it when we talk to an average mormon on the street they tend to not know that that is a teaching of their church
2: now the heading of this class is building an eternal marriage and this is what in one sentence the class is about it's a study of the doctrines principles and practices which will establish a successful, gospel-centered eternal marriage. And in this class, besides writing a paper and reading online assignments and other things like that, you have the four scriptures, the standard works they have to have, and they are mainly using a, a manual, a church manual called Eternal Marriage Student Manual, Religion 234 and 235. It's a pretty thick book. He's only dealing with Religion 235, the second part of that manual.
1: So anyway, we're going to be looking at some of the reading assignments that he gives to his students, and the one that we're going to be looking at first is a reading assignment that is titled, Always Remember What You Were Trying to Become in the End. How does that start off?
2: He writes, It is imperative that in building an eternal marriage, both partners must always remember what they are trying to become in the end. President Gordon B. Hinckley stated the overall objective of the gospel. Quote, The whole design of the gospel is to lead us onward and upward to greater achievement, even eventually to godhood.
1: To godhood.
2: This great possibility was enunciated by the prophet Joseph Smith in the King Follett Sermon and emphasized by President Lorenzo Snow. It is a grand and incomparable concept. As God now is, man may become. Now wait a minute.
1: Dr. Richard Mao, the former president of Fuller, he said that's folklore. Maybe Dr. Mao needs to take this class and he would find out that that's not true, that they're actually teaching it as doctrine. In the Mormon church.
2: And notice only the second part of the couplet was given because the first part they don't really like to talk about. There's still much speculation. As man is, God once was. But they're focusing in on Lorenzo Snow's couplet, second part, as God now is, man may become. And that was that's not a new teaching. Obviously, it's been around for a long while, but We've seen the uh, teachings of presence of the church, both
1: George Albert George Smith, Albert Smithing, Lorenzo
2: Snow, and ch- those a cha- those ch- uh, whole chapter in each of those manuals deals with this couplet. So it is still taught.
1: Exactly. That's the point. It is still being taught. Just because you may come across a Latter-day Saint who either doesn't believe it or doesn't know that it's being taught doesn't mean that it's not being taught. I think it's the responsibility of us as Christians that when we hear something like that to do a little bit more research on it and maybe talk to that individual again and say, hey, wait a minute, this is what I found. What do you think about this?
2: Now, that was taught by Hinckley at a general conference in October of 1994. Well, this paper goes on and quotes Brigham Young, the second president of the church, and he it says he taught that we are in a process of Italicized Becoming Gods, capital G. And this is what Brigham Young said. The Lord created you and me for the purpose of becoming gods like himself when we have been proved in our present capacity and have been faithful with all things he puts into our possession.
1: So obviously the emphasis there is not only on the fact that they can become gods, but there's going to be some emphasis, or there's going to be some, some labor on the individual's part in order to achieve that. It doesn't come as a free gift.
2: We're going to put the website uh, links on an article, but it will be mrm.org backslash Satterfield, S-A-T-T-E-R-F-I-E-L-D, and you can see what we're reading for yourself.
1: In tomorrow's broadcast, we're going to continue looking at Dr. Bruce Satterfield's notes and some of the reading assignments that he gives his students at his class. His class is titled Building an Eternal Marriage, Religion 235. And we hope that you'll join us for that audit course tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mormonism.org. MRM.ORG, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. How would you like to have Mormonism Research Ministry address your church on the subject of Mormonism? MRM's Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson have spoken at many Christian churches all over the country. You see, they can tailor their presentation to meet your church's needs. Anything from a one-day basic introduction to a weekend symposium. You'll find these PowerPoint presentations clear, articulate, and presented in a Christ-honoring fashion. So let your pastor know today that you'd like to have MRM speak at your church. Write us at contact at mrm.org.